Monday, everybody. Welcome back to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana. You can find me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana. And I'm Dan Urban. You can find me at Dan Urban MMA. You can also follow the podcast at Couchside Judges. And you can subscribe to the show on Apple or Spotify or any other place that you listen. And if you're able to rate the show, please give us a five-star review. And we're going to talk about judging in MMA, so you should learn the criteria, which can be found at abcboxing.com. And Dan, before we even get going into anything, I just want to make sure that uh, we acknowledge that the previous show we just did, the one about kind of diving into the uh, the data of judging over the last uh, year and a half or so, that was our most popular episode ever. Amazing. 83 episodes in. I think we're building steam here. I think people really liked this one. I, and, and, you know, I almost get the sense there was good word of mouth. I would expect so. Yeah, I mean, it was a good episode. I, I, I hope people, uh, I hope you're listening because of what you heard last time, and I hope you'll stick with us. I hope you're enjoying the show. Yeah, you'll enjoy it. But before we even get into any MMA stuff, real quick, because we didn't have fights this weekend. This is the last weekend where no fights for a little while. We had a lot of football, though. Yeah, we did. It was a good weekend. What do you think of the weekend's action? The super wild card weekend, as it was uh, called. It was fun. Uh, just tonight, the Browns won their first playoff game in 26 years, I think. 36 years? What, 1994, whatever the math is for that. That would be 27 uh, years. Okay, 27 years. We're 2021 now. Okay, so they haven't won in 20. That's, I mean, they came out hot. and uh, I don't know how, if they can keep it going, but my pick to take it all is the Bills. I think the Bills are, are good enough to do it. I'm not going to make a prediction, but I will say this. My dad is a Rams fan. I'm a Panthers fan, so my team's out. But my my dad is a Rams fan, a very pessimistic one. Uh, shout out, Dad. Love you. But <laughs> I, 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 would, uh, I would definitely say I'm rooting for the Rams until they lose or they don't. Uh, but if they do lose, yeah, they don't I have like to lose. teams that haven't won in a while. So for me, that's you know that's easily the Bills or the Browns because they haven't won a Super Bowl at all. Yeah, Bills Browns AFC Championship that sells. And really, I just don't want the Saints to win. All right, I don't think you have to worry about that. The Saints are garbage, but that's enough football talk. Let's get into the fights. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've actually got a past judgment for you guys. We'll we'll save talk of next weekend for Friday's show. Uh, but yeah, we got a past judgment here, and we're going all the way back to a real classic. Uh, more than 10 years in the making, right? Or, or more than 10 years ago, I should say. I, yeah, I remember being really excited for this fight when it was when it was at that time. A lot of people were talking about it. I mean, this was kind of in that real period, uh, you know, 2008 or so. We're talking about this fight, which was, of course, Forrest Griffin's victory by decision over Rampage Jackson. What, what a fight. And, it, you know, actually, I, I misremembered a lot of the fight. I'm glad we went back and, and watched it again. It was a really good one. I'm glad we did as well. So yeah, why don't we why don't we get back into it? Why don't we dive in? Uh, and before we do, give the spiel. Tell everybody how we do past judgment scoring. Yeah, uh, the CSJ criteria is basically the same thing as the ABC criteria, which, as we mentioned earlier, it's available at abcboxing.com. If you'd like to read it, you probably should. Uh, like certified judges, we score rounds based on the three Ds: damage, dominance, and duration. But we just made a few key changes. A 10-9 round is a competitive round in which neither fighter checks off one of the three Ds by a large margin. A 10-8 can be considered for just one D, but should definitely be given when two Ds are achieved. A 10-7 is available for checking off two Ds, but must be given for all three. We've discarded tiebreakers for effective aggression and area control, as these are rarely used by judges anyway. The rare 10-10 would only be given in largely uneventful rounds. All this helps provide for more varied scores that should more accurately reflect what happened in a fight. 
All right, Scott, set up Rampage Griffin. Yep, so we're going all the way back to UFC 86. We're in double digits here. Uh, from Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas on July 5th, 2008. This was the headliner, of course. Uh, Rampage came in, of course. He had the championship belt. He was 28-6, and six, only 30 years old at the time. He was 3-0 and oh in the UFC. He had obviously been with Pride uh, for most of what everybody remembered of him. He had actually KO'd Chuck Liddell to win the belt a year earlier and defended it once in the interim against Dan Henderson, winning a unanimous decision the previous September. Forrest Griffin, he was 15-4, and 6-2 and two in the octagon, uh, and he just turned 29 during fight week. He earned the title shot, though, if you remember, when he stunned Maurizio Shogun Hua in the third round submission, right? A few weeks was, uh, after yeah. Jackson had beat Hendo. Very that impressive one? fight. Very. I was like, what's this talk about this Shogun guy? Let's see how he matches up here coming from Pride. I didn't watch that much Pride back then. But I was like, oh, all right, Forrest Griffin's got his number. See, I hadn't actually really arrived at watching the sport by this time. So this was this, this is all stuff that I had learned about later. Yeah, I'm, yeah, this was UFC 76, I believe that was it. And that's when I just started really getting into it. A couple of events. If I remember, then. right, this wasn't a very enthralling uh, fight between uh, Hendo and Jackson. Oh, that fight? Yeah, that uh, was a lot of, I don't want to say lay and pray, but that's how I remember it. Yeah, yeah, that that I don't remember it being very good. But yeah, I th- and I also think Shogun, to go back to that fight, Shogun, he was coming off an injury, right? And he really didn't seem quite right. Uh, He had very bad cardio. Ultimately so. improved that, of course, when he went five yeah. rounds with Machida. And as we spoke about many months back, we're pretty sure that he deserved to win that fight. Yeah. But anyway, back to back to Rampage and Forrest here. Judges for this one were Adelaide Bird, Nelson Doc Hamilton, and Roy Silbert. And the referee was Eve Levine. It was it, real quick before we get into it. The the glove touch was kind of weird because it was a it little. Was, it was weird. It was like Forrest was like moving away really quickly, and then all of a sudden, because uh, Rampage had his glove out, it was like, oh, I guess yeah. I'll do it too. Because like was moving backward. There was some heat before it, so a little bit. But I mean, it wasn't like probably it's almost it's like they the said show. on the broadcast. This wasn't the same as you know Matt Sarah and Matt Hughes. Yeah, that's true. Those two really did not like each other. Also, did you happen to notice that? We'll get into round one in just a second, but did you happen to notice that the the mat was covered in blood in spots? I did notice some blood. I I, I didn't really, you know, sometimes I don't notice it all the time. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, sometimes, I, I guess sometimes when you notice from... that it's, it's you know, it was it was hecka dirty or hecka messy with blood. And I'm I'm trying to remember what fight that would have been. There was but, only two uh, decisions. Yeah, we'll have to figure that out later. Yeah, there was only two decisions on this card. Everything else was a finish, so. I wasn't. I wasn't sure if you knew or not. No, I wish I could tell you. Yeah, well, anyway, let's yeah, let's get into round one. Dan, this really, really exciting round here, right? This is a good way to kick it off. Yeah, this is a fun round, and and clearly throughout this round, Forrest Griffin had the volume edge. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. His best strikes really were his leg kicks in this round. Good leg kicks. Yeah, absolutely. They they were doing some nice damage, but Rampage hurts Griffin twice with punches. One, the first time he stumbles him, and the second time he just drops him. Yeah. And he, he actually had some good leg kicks himself, too, in this round. It, it was pretty clear Rampage had the, the heavier shots. Yeah, absolutely. Round. But I, I would say even up until the point that uh, of right before the knockdown that this was this was looking to be a Griffin round for me. Yeah, it, I was torn a bit early, even after Rampage hurt Griffin the first time. Yeah. I was like, I'm all right, it's kind of teetering towards Rampage now, but I think Griffin still might have a slight edge. And then he got dropped. And then I was like, okay. It's Rampage's round. Yeah, that made a lot. It made it a lot easier to go that way. 
Um, and then he even had a little bit, he, he had a little offense on the ground too. You know, yeah, he wasn't able to crazy, follow probably but, as much as yeah. he would like, but there was some effective ground strikes as, he landed, as well. Yeah, he landed some a little bit of ground and pound. So yeah, I went 10-9 for Rampage. I also did as well. I, I think that's, I thought it was honestly kind of clear. I would, I would put it in that close to close but clear category. Yeah, I think you could call it close but clear, but that's not how the judges saw it on that evening. It was Adelaide Bird and Roy Silbert had 10-9 for Griffin and it was only Hamilton who went 10-9 for Rampage, just as you and I did. So a little surprising, I think, right? A, li- a little surprising. I think they have a slight argument for it. No, 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 no. This, but, is, this is not a, like a bad score, yeah. but uh, I mean, I don't know. It's really tough. <laughs> it's a tougher score to justify, yeah. but I think they they can. There is volume there. Like you, you want to just go with volume is is an indicator. Yeah, sure. You can you can understand why Griffin could get that. And I mean, look, we're talking about 13 years ago. We're talking about different judging criteria than we use today. So yeah. maybe if uh, if we had the same judges today or, or at least today's judges on it, who knows? Maybe they're maybe they're calling this one for Rampage uh, majority as well. But nonetheless, so yeah, nonetheless, Farce Griffin's up one round on the judges scorecards. Absolutely. So round two, though. What do we have here? Round two. This was this was a whooping. Oh yeah, huge huge round for Forrest. Forrest Griffin comes out and blasts him with a light kick. Clearly hurts Rampage. Like the first strike of the round. Oh, right? just bl- blasted his leg, and and that was it. Rampage. Was like, oh boy, that hurt. He went into the the UFC video game thing where he had the uh, the the rocked leg thing, and he's like kind of limping away. <laughs> yeah, get back up, back up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that he he tried to take down and got caught in the guillotine there. And I thought the guillotine was pretty solid. Threw him on the ground, ended up in top half, and just took a beating from there. And Forrest just kept continually progressed. He went from half guard to side control to mount, doing damage the entire time, attacking subs. This was, I think, a textbook 10-8 in the criteria today. Absolutely. And- I would agree. And, and you know, it checks off all three... D- D's here you know we got damage we talked about we got dominance but you talked about with the ground and duration because it was basically the whole round and to add into dominance here <laughs> rampage do you remember him throwing a single strike i had to look up the stats on this one because I so was you like, looked it up you already yeah, know yeah zero strikes attempted by rampage total he shutout literally had absolutely no offense total shutout yeah i mean by our standards, we I went ten seven uh, for Griffin. Yeah, this this is a ten seven. This is our ten seven. Yeah, I, I think you can't give a ten seven in ABC even today because it Definitely wasn't close to not. a finish. Not close to a finish. So no, no, no. I think this is a this is just a very solid ten eight. Yes. You know, not one that even teetered on ten seven by any stretch. But yeah, it is a very clear ten eight, and such a clear ten eight that even in two thousand eight, two out of three judges. Gave Griffin a ten eight. Yeah, I, like I had to, I had to do a, a double take there just to make sure that I was reading it right. I'm glad we actually have the individual round scores for this fight. I didn't, th- I didn't expect us to have it. Yeah, a lot of times, as as you know, of course, we don't always have those available. Uh, you know, it was kind of few and far between when we got the full scorecards. Uh, but MMA Decisions had that available. Shout out to their site. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, Bird and Hamilton had ten eight for Griffin here. Silbert only went ten nine. Uh, I mean, come on, man. I know what did what what you got to do. Yeah, Rampage deserved to lose more than one point this round. Yeah, I think probably you know it just comes down to the fact that 10-8s were so rare back then. It's almost like certain judges were just like, "Well, I'm not really supposed to do it, right?" I don't know. I'm just guessing. <laughs> yeah, that's who, speculation. I mean, I think it's decent, um, good speculation. 
But right now, you know, we have all three judges have different scores. Silbert's got it tied at 19, which I mean, okay. Um, Bird has it 20 to 17 for Griffin, which I disagree with, but okay. And then there's Hamilton who has it 19 to 18 for Griffin, which if I was scoring in the ABC scoring, that's how I would also. Yeah, I, I think I'd have that. I, yeah, I would have that scorecard. Okay. All right. So round three, though, tightened up more because Rampage actually came back and had a decent round. I thought he had a good round. I actually, it was a slower round or at least less volume in terms of, of the strikes that were thrown compared to round two. It could That's just true. it could just because it was right after it was a tough act to follow. Uh, but especially in a five round fight, they knew that they were you know had to go potentially a few more minutes, a few yeah. more rounds, I should say. I thought Rampage was landing some good strong strikes here. I thought Forrest had the volume. I just didn't think he landed anything that great of significance outside of maybe one or two punches and and maybe one light kick. I thought I thought his light kicks didn't have the same pop they did in the second or the first. I think that's probably fair, but I actually thought the punches were more successful this round. It, it, see, I thought maybe only one or two were actually anything of great impact or decent impact. I thought Rampage landed uh, visibly stronger. Well, I mean, you talk about one or two, there weren't a whole lot of strikes landed, like you said. It was actually the edge total strikes-wise, 14 to 8 in favor of Griffin. So, yeah, I mean, we're not talking about a ton of strikes, period. Right, but I'm thinking Rampage probably landed all eight of his were, were, were stronger than Griffin's. Even though it was um, one or two. I, I I thought Rampage was stronger here. I, I would disagree. I actually thought that as far as how solidly that each guy was landing in this round, I thought that was pretty similar on the whole, maybe with a slight edge to Rampage, but I think the volume there too. I mean, you're, if you if you take six more punches and you know there's only a very slight difference that I'm perceiving in terms of how these are landing, I... I feel pretty good about going with uh, Griffin there because you're landing well, more yeah, if, often. If that's how you're perceiving it, I'm not perceiving them on the same level of uh, impact. To me, Your every time is wrong. <laughs> every time Rampage landed, it felt like Griffin was getting backed up and didn't really see that much when Griffin was landing. No, I mean I can understand that. It. It's I don't think it's crazy to go for Rampage here. Uh, I feel pretty good about this being a, a Griffin round, a, a very close round, but a Griffin round. All right, so yeah, we we disagree. Uh, obviously, we only went ten nine, no matter which way we went. Oh yeah, definitely. This is, this is a ten nine, no matter who you're using, uh, whose scoring system you are using here. Uh, all three judges, though, they saw it my way. I thought that was a good call. Uh, you obviously, you probably don't see it as a bad call, but you just disagree. I'm that fifth uh, dentist that doesn't recommend Trident. Yeah. yeah. What do you know then? <laughs> but yeah, so now at this point. Because everyone went Griffin here, all three judges have Griffin winning through three rounds, but all by different margins. So Adelaide Bird has it 30-26, Hamilton has it 29-27, which I would too, uh, and Silbert has 29-28 because he's not giving out 10-8s. Yeah, no, I got 28-27 for Griffin. 28-27 for Griffin, okay. An interesting scorecard, my friend. I think you're in the minority there, like you said. That's fine. I like it there. That's all right. I won't judge you. <laughs> We'll judge this fight instead. So, yeah, let's go to round four. And this, I would agree, is a Jackson round. Yeah, I don't think you can... I don't really see an argument really for, for Griffin here too much. No, no, definitely not. You couldn't make... The only argument that I see is actually whether it's a 10-8 or a 10-9. Well, you know what? I didn't... I, I, I see why you would say that. Uh, and I, I can I can understand. I just think Forrest did have a decent enough offense to prevent that because of his triangle. I yeah okay so but to to really set it up though we gotta we gotta point to the fact that for most of this round rampage is landing punches 
He's on. Yeah, good he's, punch. Yeah, he's on. Yeah, big shots. Standing up or on the ground. Mm-hmm. It, it forced it. It forced it forced Forrest to clinch, which ended up not working out for him. He landed on his back. He ended up on his back. He went for that triangle, like you were saying. What did you did you think that triangle was was it was remotely close to really I, being a finish or what? I don't think it was close to being a finish because, uh, but it was definitely Rampage respected it to actually start defending it. If he ignored it and didn't try to power bomb him, he goes to sleep. Because I yeah, thought it I was locked feel in. Like, it was locked I in. Feel like and... Rampage is just looking for the opportunity to power bomb him whenever he can because of what he did to Ricardo Arona. Well, he, well, yeah. I mean, who doesn't want to finish that way every single time? If you if you did it once, you want to do it again. <laughs> I'm with you there, but. <laughs> Forrest ch- changes his triangle. Originally, he has the triangle locked up, and he has the 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 opposite side of the figure four hooked under the leg. Mm-hmm. So he's off to the right angle. All he really has got to do is start squeezing, but somehow his arm gets untangled from that underhook on the leg. And then it after that, he's he's on the on the right leg. He's getting lifted up, about to be pile driven, and yeah, it, it wasn't going to be finished from that spot. Yeah, I, I think just because of that sequence that you described, it really didn't get close enough for me to think of it as like a super good attack. I mean, it, it's, you know, you don't ignore it. I mean, there I was danger. It. There was danger. There was some danger, but this is, well, that's what I'm saying here is there's potential for it being a 10-8. It's really how much do you grade that attack? I think that it, the entire argument of whether this is a 10-8 or a 10-9 in our system and of course, it would only be a 10-9 in ABC scoring. But in our system, I think it really comes down to how effective you thought that was. If you don't think that that attack is all that close, I can understand why you would go 10-8 here because Griffin really didn't do much else. I mean, he had a he had an omoplata, you know, sort of fishing move he was going for, which I'm sure got you slightly excited. For I almost gave him the round on that. <laughs> I'm kidding. But I mean, as you know, that was never close. That wasn't even remotely close. Oh, the, you know, the old, well, you know what? The, it was it was effective in that it got him back on his feet, but it wasn't effective where it, it was like. Uh, yeah, that's not offense. Right. Yeah, it wasn't effective offense, but it was effective in what he was uh, trying to do. Sure. I mean, and, and there's something to be said for that, but that's that's essentially was, that's yeah. defense. Exactly. Yeah. I Maybe mean, that's that effective that. defense Virginia has written in their rules. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! I'm I'm so that's that also Griffin's cut over the eye, so he did take some shots and take some damage here. No, absolutely. Um, but yeah, the, you know, did you happen to see the total strikes for this round? Uh no, I was really only interested in the shutout. How many? Uh, just ballpark. How many strikes do you think uh, Griffin landed? Griffin, he landed some from that triangle, but he threw some elbows from there. I'd say maybe ten to twelve. Two. Really? Were they were they the strikes in the ground? Uh, I didn't see that in particular, but according to UFC stats, the uh, total strikes for this one were Rampage 36, Griffin 2. Really? Look at that. So, yeah, yeah, I, I so don't do remember have Griffin for that doing a, a whole lot, honestly. And, and like that kind of matched what I saw, too. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I didn't think Forrest had much offense. I thought he had more than that. No, and I, and I think, of course, as we always point out, judges don't have statistics available to them. So... This is not a factor in scoring, but it is something we can use when we're looking back at it, which is what we're doing, obviously, looking back at a 12 and a half year old fight. Uh, And to me, I look at that and I say, okay, that certainly adds up to with what I saw, which was a very close to a 10-8 round um, where you had the submission attack that could potentially push it to a 10-8 in our system um, or push it away from the 10-8 in our system. And I I graded it enough or I, I assessed it enough that 
it did push it from a 10-8, but it was very close. See, I, I think how I was how I was assessing is you just got to check one D to go to 10-8. And mm-hmm. I, I that's true. I in our system, that is how it works. I didn't think this the the damage differential, I guess, between the strikes from Rampage and the triangle attack was was far apart enough to go there. I mean, that's fine. But I can see, I, I can see it. We 100%. ended up in the same place. We're, we're yeah. kind of just hashing out a potential argument yeah. rather than an actual argument that we're making. Yeah, so 10-9 Rampage. 10-9 Rampage, same thing here. Um, and yeah, I mean, this ends up being uh, a situation where my score right now is 38-36 for Griffin. I'm tied. 37-37. You have it tied, so you this is a, the deciding round here. For me, Rampage could tie or win it with a 10-8 or a 10-7. Uh, but yeah, it, really, he does need a good round in our system to get the win. What did the judges have? For they all time? had this one for Rampage. This was the only unanimous Rampage round uh, that they gave out. So total scores through rounds four, or through round four, uh, we had Adelaide Bird and Hamilton had Griffin up by 39-36 and 38-37, respectively. Uh, and Silbert has it tied at 38. So you guys are kind of in the same boat, even though he had a different way to score it than you did. Okay. But realistically, all Rampage could do because of the scores here is earn a split draw if he didn't get a finish or somehow get a 10-8 himself. Okay. Uh, and back then, much more difficult. Yeah. But, you know, that, of course, he would only know if there was open scoring. <laughs> Which we'll decide. We'll talk about one day. Maybe. I think we're I think we're going to have an open scoring conversation this Friday. That's my plan. I think, I'm hoping we can do that. I, I've got some grand plans uh, for that show. We'll, we'll see what we can get together. Yeah, let's do that. All right. If it's it's going to be on me to get my stuff together, right? Well, I'm, I can just talk about it. If you, you, you're the data guy. Yeah, no, I've got some data I'm trying to prepare. I want to make sure I have the data ready. Okay. Yeah. You guys like data? We'll give you more. <laughs> I'm just going to throw numbers at you. <laughs> I'm just going to list numbers next time. It's, it's all going to, it's just going to be boring. No, no, no. I can't do that. I can't. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that. But round five, back to this fight. Let's, let's finish this off. What did we have here, Dan? This was a good back and forth round, I thought. And I thought, Griffin finally got back to the light kicks that were hurting Rampage this round. Mm-hmm. Like he kind of after round two, I felt he shied away from him. At least the outside light kick, he was throwing the inside. He wasn't really throwing the outside that much. The and, outside was, I think, it was the more effective one for the, in this fight. I well, no, I agree a hundred percent. I'm saying he got away from the outside light kick in rounds three no, and four. Uh, so Rampage started hurting again. Rampage volume is way down in this round, but he did land some good shots, especially late in the round. Yeah, you start to see him almost make an effort to kind of push push for the finish there. Or not push the finish, but at least push to, to kind of turn things in his favor. Um, who knows where he thinks he is uh, in terms of whether he's winning or losing the fight at this point. Um, but yeah, I mean, he had to know that at the very least it's in a close fight and that oh, he yeah. definitely lost round two. Oh, he definitely, yeah. If, if you think he had, if he thinks he won round two, that's just No, I don't know. I'm, sure he, I'm sure he didn't think that. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's conceivable that he thought that he was winning the fight because who knows, maybe he doesn't see a 10, eight on his side. Maybe his corner doesn't see a 10, eight. You obviously made an argument for him in round three. No one doubts that he won round four and round one. There was a, I think that was a really strong argument he for probably, him to win yeah, the round. So you could see how him. his corner could be convinced of that. Oh, for sure. And also Griffin, I thought this round was where he landed his best punches of the whole fight. Yeah. It's funny. The punches came together better as the fight went on for him. I mean, he's obviously, you know, he's got a good work rate and he's, he's somebody who uh, has good cardio and that kind of thing. It's not that that's that's for his kind of game there. He's he's able to do that very well. 
Yeah, this guy just he's like a kind of an energizer bunny, even when he's especially exhausted. for that weight class. Yeah. But anyway, this this round, yeah, I think it was pretty close. I think Griffin's volume is kind of what did the job here. I just I didn't think that as as much as like you said, Rampage was landing, you know, with with effect. Uh, I just don't think it it made up for the volume gap. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, ten nine Griffin. That's, yeah, that's same here. So you know, it, really, Rampage needed a very strong round here to do anything, uh, and it just didn't happen for him that way. So one judge actually did give Rampage the round, and that was Adelaide Bird, ten uh, nines for Griffin from Hamilton and Silbert which is what gave us the final scores of Bird and Hamilton, 48-46, who got their different ways. I had the same card as Hamilton overall. Every single round, same way. That's how I would have done it. Um, and then Silbert had 49-46. And I was 47-46 for, for Forrest Griffin. My scorecard for our system was 48-45 for Griffin. Yeah, and it's that, it's really just uh, that round two is a big round, and, and round three where we differed. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I would have had 47-47 draw. An ABC. An ABC. Well, the crowd probably wouldn't have hated you because they booed the decision. <laughs> I don't know how you what can. The heck? How can you boo Forrest you Griffin? Forrest Griffin for? I mean, he's yeah. the guy who probably made you watch. He really is the guy that made you watch the sport. <laughs> but for, I mean, look, obviously there were people who were watching this before then, but a lot of people came in about three and a half years before this fight. There's, there's always, three years, yeah, actually. there's always going to be that fighter for certain generations that got them into the sport. Like right now, the generation here is the Connor generation, pretty much. Yeah, I, I actually yeah, they pretty much are. I uh, you could probably say I'm the Brock Lesnar generation because Brock. I was I, and I didn't watch pro wrestling when Brock Lesnar was was in it. I actually kind of bailed before that happened because I had other things going on in my life. Sorry if you like wrestling, I just wasn't in at that point. But I uh, yeah, for me, I was just intrigued by Brock. I think we've probably talked about that on the show before, but I was intrigued by what this you know athlete this massive man could do who had obviously been an ncaa champion wrestler and he almost made the vikings you know having not played football since high school which was so bizarre and i was like wow that's interesting so when he wanted to fight i was like oh this is interesting yeah so that kind of got me much more interested in it than i already had kind of been peripherally interested in so yeah i guess you'd put me in the brock lester uh, generation do you think he hates steve mazagati who brock what for well he essentially lost to Frank Mir because he got he got uh stood up for the the head uh strikes to the back of the head. Yeah, I feel like Brock didn't really know the rules that well at the time. <laughs> just just I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna try to fight somebody. That's all he's gonna do. He just hadn't been doing it long enough. Like I, I mean, you look at someone like Greg Hardy, and I don't want to compare the two because I you know we all know that I do not think very highly of Greg Hardy. Um, but. Brock, I think it's it's kind of the same thing. You know, you're talking about somebody who came from a different world and is very much still learning on the fly and is new in the sport. So, yeah, things mistakes were made, and you know, I think that's his own fault. I want to ask you a question while we're somewhat on this subject, real quick. Today, yeah. today on Twitter, there was a poll, not a poll, but a question asked. Okay, what do you think the most dominant title fight or, or title performance is? Should this be like a five round deal, like bell to bell, or should it be something where they like just beat the tar out of them and it and it ended whenever it did or not? The most impressive performance. So any of them. Any of them. Any or all of the above. Jeez, off the top of my head, honestly, the first one that comes to mind is is probably Connor when he beat uh, Eddie Alvarez at the Garden. Okay. I was there for that one. I got. And, I mean, that was just uh, especially based on the way I was expecting that fight to go down. I really thought Eddie would put up much better fight. I. I truthfully, I was picking Eddie to win, 
Oh, um, as was maybe, I. Maybe I was naive. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously I was wrong, but I I thought he would put up much more of a fight. And I mean, it was so clear from early on that he had no business in there with Connor. It was amazing. Okay. So I'm glad that was your Connor fight. Because mine, when it comes to mine, the, the most impressive title performance is John Jones demolishing Shogun. Hands that down. That was pretty good too. And I was key side for that one too. Like this guy. The perks of the job. Yeah, I mean, I'm everywhere, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> because so many people were, were saying it's Connor knocking out Jose Aldo in 13 seconds. I'm like, yeah, it's impressive, no. but he didn't have he didn't have to, to withstand anything. He didn't have to really prove he had to land one shot, and that was it. There, there uh, I want to be clear. There is nothing fluky about what happened between Connor and Jose Aldo. There's nothing fluky. He was practicing it and it actually manifested. I mean, that you can't call that a fluke. But what I will say is it didn't prove anything to me necessarily about who was the better fighter. It just said, okay, he got him that night. We don't even know who's the better fighter because nothing else happened. Yeah, there's it was a and one we'll strike know. fight. One strike fight. We'll never know what happened because Connor fights at 170 pounds now and Jose Aldo fights at 135 pounds. Yeah, so that's where I was going. I, I said I think I think it's Shogun and, and uh, Jones, but I yeah, I was very take. People were like, "How can anyone say it's not Connor versus Aldo?" And I'm like, "Come on, guy. I mean, it's, it's not even doesn't prove Connor anything." Fight. Like you and, said. And for the record, I know Connor is fighting at lightweight in two weeks. I'm very aware of that. But is he's a 170 pound fighter as far as I'm concerned until he fights at 155 again. Yeah, and that's that's crazy to think because he was a 145er. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's a 155 pounder. I'm obviously I'm kind of just yeah. giving him, you know, giving it mesh, but it's, you know, make the weight, go down and make the weight, which he's going to ostensibly do in, in a week. So week and a half. Oh yeah. He's not, he's, yeah, like, no, he's I, it's funny. A lot of the most dominant performances happened in the tri-state area. Brings it out into, uh, out of the fighters. Obviously they want to be on the, uh, you know, at these amazing venues here, Madison square garden, the world famous Prudential center yeah. in Newark, New Jersey. The Rock. The IZOD Center. I think it's closed now. Oh, that's right. It was at the IZOD Center. It wasn't <laughs> at The Rock. <laughs> no, the IZOD Center was... Uh, no, John Jones and Shogun was at The Rock. Oh, it was. Okay, yeah. IZOD yeah, Center was Jim Miller and Nate Diaz. Yes, it was. That was the IZOD Center. And it was also the uh, the first leg of the Strikeforce Heavyweight Grand Prix was at the IZOD Center. That was, that was the first time Fader lost in who knows how long. No, 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 no. It was the second time because he had already lost to Fabricio Verdum. Oh, I thought that was the fight when Verdum beat him there. Oh, that wasn't that. No, 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 no. This was the one where he went against Bigfoot. Ah, okay. And people still thought that Fedor was going to win. I was in the vast minority who actually picked Bigfoot, and I was validated. I felt pretty good about that. And I was sitting next to Joe Lozon for that one. Was that? He can he can vouch for me. He probably doesn't remember me, but he could certainly remember if he if he was able to think back and be like, yeah, oh. I think I think I sat next to a guy who who was saying Fedor was going to win. Joe Lozon, and I didn't think he'd win or lose. I should say. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Couchside Judges. We'll be back again on Friday. I might watch some movies for you. I don't know. Yeah, you couldn't get your stuff together to watch a movie in time. My goodness, wasn't in a movie watching mood, Scott. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and of course, we'll have the fights for the weekend. Hopefully, we'll have some open scoring stuff. We'll see. Yep. Thanks for listening, everyone. Take care. <laughs>